Patriots, constitutionalists, MAGAs, rebels, the awakened, inquiring minds, and yes, all of you bitter clingers, live from Freedom Speak Studio, I'm your host, Becca Marie. You're listening to Freedom Speak on AM 1190 KXKS Albuquerque, as well as streaming complete with video on Facebook, X Rumble, YouTube, and Instagram. Our call-in line is 505-444-5059, and you can also interact with us through Facebook and Rumble chat. We're watching the chat there, and all you have to do is just put in your messages, and I will see them. Be sure to check out our website, freedomspeaknm.com, where you can listen to any of our previous shows and even download our show notes. You can also download the podcast of this show from SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and Apple iTunes. Send us your questions and comments to Becca, B-E-C-C-A, at freedomspeaknm.com. This show is sponsored by Memory Revitalizer. I want to start off the show today and talk a little bit about some exchanges I had on social media the other day with a small group of fully indoctrinated, brain-dead communists. (laughs) Unfortunately... These are the types of voters that make up the majority of the modern-day Democrat Party. These people have become the useful idiots that mindlessly spout and believe without question the distorted lies that make up the narratives of the globalists actively trying to destroy our country. So they can turn it into a huge welfare state in which the general populace lives a minimal existence and relies on an all-powerful federal government for their every need. One of the conversations I had involved one such useful idiot that posts anti-freedom, anti-Trump statements and memes on a daily basis. He had just posted a meme of Trump grabbing the crotch of the Statue of Liberty, then having his head cut off by the Statue of Liberty by a sword. First of all, wasn't some guy recently arrested for posting a much threatening meme against Hillary Clinton when she was running for president in the 2016 election? Why has this guy not been arrested as well? I think we all know the answer to that question. An example of how stupid and brainwashed these people are by the politically driven state-run media is that this person believes that Trump is guilty of crotch-grabbing. Therefore, he deserves to die. Access Hollywood, you know, when in reality, this narrative was actually the product of a leaked Access Hollywood video in which Trump was simply talking about how a lot of women fall all over rich guys and will allow such acts just to be around them. Unfortunately, this is likely a sad truth. This was based on an inappropriate private conversation between friends. It is not necessarily something that really happened. How would any of you like to have your private conversations secretly recorded, then shared with the world? Haven't we all said things while hanging out with friends that we would not want to be shared with everybody, most certainly not shared with the government? 
wasn't our own tiny tyrant in Santa Fe guilty of actually doing this very thing? And there were no charges brought against her at all. She even used campaign funds to pay off the victim. Yet there was no outrage whatsoever from the left or the blind followers of the left, such as the individual I just mentioned, which I will not mention his name because I don't want to make him famous. Then there is the insurrection narrative. A bunch of people came to the Capitol on January 6th armed only with flags and signs to topple and take over the government. A handful of people knocked over some bicycle racks and broke a few windows. Evidence exists that hundreds of federal operatives dressed like Trump supporters were in the crowd and possibly even started the violence. That doesn't matter to the Democrats or their mindless followers. This, after all, was an insurrection. And everybody that showed up in Washington, D.C. that day, whether they were grandma, grandpa, a child, a military veteran, or a retired cop, needs to go to jail. And it doesn't matter if they get a fair trial or not. Because they're MAGA supporters, and they deserve to suffer. Remember the summer of love in Seattle, in which a large part of the city was taken over by lawless thugs carrying, guess what, assault rifles, I saw the video. Or when these thugs were burning down and looting businesses, beating up business owners, burning down and destroying police stations, assaulting and damaging government buildings, assaulting police officers, assaulting journalists, and beating up fellow citizens. There was no outrage over that at all because this was all in the name of their cause, which I'm honestly, I'm not sure they know exactly what that, is, that cause is. They were simply being led to do these things. Kamala Harris, she came out and bailed these people out of jail. You know, the people on January 6th that didn't do anything near what these people did were rounded up in in, in, in military-style SWAT operations with, you know, just multiple cars with assault weapons threatening their children, their wives, threatening their neighbors, hauling them off in shackles, and putting them in gulag-type jails, and they didn't get any bail. Matter of fact, some of them haven't got any bail almost three years later, and they're still there. The mindless horde that is the voting base of the Democrat Party believes that patriotic Americans that are bravely standing up for their country and against an out-of-control, unconstitutional, unlawful federal government are the enemies. They blindly serve their master, which is a federal government which they believe is there to provide for their every need. The followers of the evil trying to take over our country seem to have a very distorted sense of right and wrong. I often wonder if they even possess a soul. 
they're okay with anything that forwards their cause. The mutilization of children, the children, the killing of unborn babies, and even those newborn babies, stealing what, what others have worked for, and trampling all over the rights of those they don't agree with. I often wonder how awful it must be to be a child of people like this and grow up in that kind of family, knowing that my parents didn't kill me before I was born only because I wasn't too inconvenient for them. I'm so thankful to have been born into a loving family that took me to church, worked hard to provide for me, and taught me how to be a decent human being. I commented to one of these individuals that I prayed that the veil of deception would be removed from their eyes so that they could see the truth. I was mocked for that. They made fun of me for praying for them. In fact, these people will often invoke God, the Constitution, the Bible, and even quote scripture to justify the evil they do. Believe me, the devil can quote scripture. You may wonder how the atrocities that occurred during the days of the former Soviet Union could have happened, in which millions of citizens were rounded up, put into gulags all across the country, and without a trial or due process were taken out a little at a time, brought into a little room, and shot in the back of the head. These people were, you know, these people being rounded up were not necessarily accused of any crime. They were simply people that spoke out against an evil government or were even brilliant scientists and educators that were speaking the truth or just random people that the government didn't like. I bet many of you didn't even know this little bit of history. In reality, the Soviets under the leadership of Joseph Stalin, Lenin, and others murdered more people than the Nazis did. And what about the Germans of World War II under the leadership of Adolf Hitler and the Nazis? They had ambitions of creating a master race. They were, the prob they were probably the biggest racists in the history of the world. They used doctors and nurses to kill children with mental and physical disabilities and did medical experiments on others in which their bodies were mutilated and even their organs harvested. They rounded up Jews, gypsies, and homosexuals. They loaded these people onto trains, took them to death camps, and millions of these people ended up being executed in gas chambers, then thrown into big holes in the ground and buried. Men, women, and children. It didn't matter. The Nazis did all of this using the excuse that it was for public health. It was a public health emergency after all. You wonder how these governments could do evil on such a large scale. They had help. They used propaganda, the education system, and the media of the time to push a narrative. They turned a large number of the population against those that were speaking out against them. These indoctrinated citizens were told they would be taken care of by the government. These citizens were led to believe that those speaking out were the enemy. These enemies needed to be silenced. These enemies deserve to die. I'm sure that a majority of those being rounded up and killed were people simply trying to live their lives and be left alone. People that loved their country and believed in doing the right thing. 
people that believed in following the law and not causing trouble. These people were likely arrested, hauled away, and killed with little resistance. The brainwashed, indoctrinated people I mentioned at the beginning of this monologue are the exact same kinds of people that followed and assisted the Soviets and the Nazis in their quest to silence and even kill those that stood against them. We say these people expo expose who they are during... I, we saw these people expose who they are during the past few years in which they were snitching out their neighbors, enforcing illegal government mandates, participating in trampling of human rights, and denying access to services. These people do not have moral values. They only invoke moral values when it forwards their cause. Some of you may know that we currently have a crisis on our border in which our government is currently allowing our country to be overrun by millions of invaders at the border. Protecting our border is our federal government's main responsibility, yet they are failing to do their job. I believe this invasion is being allowed to happen in order for the communist left to build a larger welfare state. A huge dependent class to become the foot soldiers of the globalist effort. Many Americans are speaking out against this invasion. Convoys have been formed. Rallies are being held. Conservative media is trying to raise awareness, as I am. <clears throat> Protests are being formed in three different places near the southern border this weekend. I want to make one final point. Protests, rallies, and talk are great for raising awareness. Raising awareness is very important. But at some point, there needs to be action. An example of action would be what's happening in France, in which massive numbers of farmers have parked their tractors and farm equipment on the main roadways. Truckers are also joining in. They're fighting back against the attack on farming and the production of food. Can you believe that we have to fight for that? They're clogging up the transportation and putting real pressure on a tyrannical government. The government is starting to give in. What these farmers and truckers are doing involves taking actual risk. They risk being arrested and having the heavy hand of a corrupt federal government come down on them. They're fighting for a just cause. Fighting involves action, not just harsh words. I went to a rally to support the Take Our Border Back protest going on this weekend just the other day. Something someone said while giving a speech at this rally struck a chord with me. They stated that we're actually not going to go to the border. We're going to organize somewhere away from the border. I found out later one of these locations was actually going to be at an open field about 20 miles from the border. I'm sure it will be fun to hook up with a bunch of like-minded people, cook some burgers, give some speeches, and maybe even hear Ted Nugent play the guitar. But how is this solving the problem at this point? This sounds about as effective as staying home and having a hunger strike. Who really cares about that? Do you think 
that this is going to have an effect on the policies that Comrade Joe and the rest of his political racketeers are doing? Is this putting any pressure on them to do anything different? Isn't it time for some kind of action that will lead to a real change? I myself do a lot of talking in an effort to raise awareness. I do this in the hopes others will be inspired to take action. Action involves risk. I recall not long ago when the governor of our state, which I refer to as the tiny tyrant, by proclamation tried to enact a ban on firearms in the state of New Mexico. Literally overnight, we organized a protest with hundreds of people wearing their firearms to show up at the Plaza Park in Old Town. I know. I was there. I was part of that action. I'm not all talk. We were showing up in defiance of her, Ill her illegal order. We took a risk. We could have been arrested. We took action. As a result, law enforcement stood with us. They also stated they would not enforce her order. In fact, some of them even showed up at the park with us simply for the purpose of doing their actual job of ensuring the peace. I thank them for their service. Action like this is what we need at the border. Our country is being invaded. This country belongs to we the people. It is our home. It is our yard. Whether an actual fence is at our border or not, this is our property. To come onto our property, <clears throat> you need our permission. An outsider is not entitled to what is ours. If you come into our home without permission, if you try to sneak in through a window or under a fence, you are trespassing. You are a criminal. You are not welcome. We the people are the leaders in this country. Politicians are our servants. If our servants are not doing their job, it is up to us to do it ourselves. If an action occurs that involves actually going to the border, forming a wall with those trucks and RVs and maybe even some farm equipment, and people lining up and forming a human chain, I will be there with you. And I will lock hands with others to tell these invaders to turn back and go back home. You were not invited. You don't respect our laws. You don't respect our border. Therefore, you are not welcome, and I am not letting you in. This will involve risk, but risk is always required for real change. I love my country, not necessarily the government currently running it. I want to finish with a quote by Abraham Lincoln in which he said, We the people are the rightful masters of both Congress and the courts, not to overthrow the Constitution, but to overthrow the men who pervert the Constitution. And that's exactly what's going on right now. That's probably going to get me in big trouble. I don't care. I felt like speaking the words that everybody wants to speak and they're not speaking them. So, <clears throat> I've got a couple guests in the studio with me today. And I saw them making notes. I have a feeling they're going to weigh in on this. <laughs> I've got Jason Valancourt in the studio again with me as my co-host this week. Hey, everybody. Good to be here. 
And I've got uh, Paul Guessing from the Rio Grande Foundation. How's oh. it going, Paul? Hello, doing all right. Good to be with you again. <clears throat> so what do you think about that open? Was that a fiery open or what? Who wants, who wants to start? Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, the, the border is an incredible issue. And no matter what people's views on how many immigrants we allow into this country and you know whether they want more or want less or want the border completely sealed, what is happening right now at the border is a tragic crisis. It's an emergency. It is uh, absolutely ridiculous. And it's obviously by design. I don't know for whose benefit, if it's just a vote, uh, you know, get garnering system for the Democratic Party to try to rig future elections by just bringing more people in and then signing them up to vote. I don't know what their plans are, but it's an absolute shame. And it uh, uh, is completely contrary to what this country did in past generations to build itself and to have people come here to better their lives. This is not what's going on at the border. It's it's a shame. You know, <clears throat> oh, Jason, what do you got? Well, I was just going to jump in. You know, <clears throat> I'm always talking about the fact that I'm a libertarian at heart. And, you know, we're, we're these kind of free people who believe in, for the most part, we believe in this idea of open borders, right? But it's been watching this border situation for eight years now that has really changed my mind on everything regarding the uh regarding the situation that we're in. And, you know, I talked about private property rights and what's happening down there on, on these people's private property. And I do believe the government has a proper role to secure people's right to, to, to their private property. But what people don't realize is for every 750,000 illegal immigrants that come into this country, a new congressional seat is formed. So there is a, uh, a, a strategy there, Paul, in in my opinion, and it and it is about uh, overwhelming us with uh, congressional seats that are obviously progressive and going to continue this onslaught of bad policy. Well, and like the point I made in my open, and I thought about this: they are essentially enlarging the site, the, the size of the welfare state in this country. And one thing I have noticed about people that are living on public assistance, almost always they vote Democrat because they want to keep the freebies coming. I know I, you know, my entire family, we're all conservatives. And because of that, we vote Republican almost all the time. Well, all the time, as far as I know. Because the Democrat Party is gone. There is no Democrat Party anymore. Um, there's like one member of my family which has uh, pretty much destroyed their life and been living on, on gimmies and public assistance for their entire life. And they have – they vote Democrat. They're a strong Democrat because that because they want to keep the freebies coming. And they're giving these illegals – they're giving them – <clears throat> they're literally throwing American citizens out of hotels. They're, they're, they're closing schools and preventing children from getting an education in the school and using the schools as housing for illegal 
immigrants. I watched a video of a, of a man in Boston screaming <clears throat> at a rec center. That's his rec center. That's where he goes to do his thing. And he says, I can't go in there because you've brought these people in here. And now I can't, I can't go into my own rec center. It was really kind of this tragic video. He's screaming at the police and the police are sitting there saying, we understand you, sir. We, 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 we empathize with you. Um, so it's really hard to watch all of this because at some point, don't you ask the question is, is letting all of these people in really compassionate and humane? Certainly not towards Americans. What about, toward, what about towards these people? Yeah. Are, are we even being humane and compassionate towards these people that we're letting in? Yeah. So everybody, don't go anywhere. You're listening to Becca Marie's Freedom Speak. We'll be right back after this break. Wanting to do a podcast but don't have a studio? We can produce your show here at Freedom Speak. We can even do commercials and PSAs. Your podcast here at Freedom Speak Studio would be complete with professional audio and video and we'll stream it to your favorite platform. All you have to do is show up and talk. We do the rest. For details, email us at Becca at FreedomSpeakNM.com. Would you like to advertise your business right here on Freedom Speak with Becca Marie and Stella? Get in on the ground floor with insanely low prices and become one of our preferred advertisers. Lots of fellow patriots would love to do business with you. All ads include free production of your commercial using your own voice or ours. Your ad will run on all of our live streams and podcasts on multiple platforms. Our audience is growing by the day. Send your info to Becca at freedomspeaknm.com to get started. Hi, I'm Dr. Karen Genter from High Desert Chiropractic and Wellness. For 27 years, I've been helping patients by gently treating the root cause of their health issues, not just symptoms. Treatments include various chiropractic techniques and therapies, such as electrical stimulation, ultrasound and intersegmental traction, or the roller table. Let's help you be your best self by helping you achieve optimal wellness and maintain it lifelong. Located at 5310 Homestead Road, Northeast, call us at 505-292-2226. Do you need a trailer to haul something around? Check out my friends at JP Trailer Sales. They've been doing business in Albuquerque for seven years. Whether you're hauling cars, landscaping equipment, dirt, or your favorite off-road toys, JP Trailers has the perfect trailer at a great price to fit your needs. They have open trailers and closed trailers and can even do special orders. You'll always receive great, friendly customer service and no appointment is ever needed. Stop by their location at 7605 San Pedro Drive, Northeast and Albuquerque, Monday through Saturday, 10 to 5 p.m. You can also call them at 505-469-1667 or 505-557-8164 or check them out on the web at flatbedtrailersusa.com. 
I'd like to tell you about where I take my own car for general auto repairs. Gennaro's Auto, located at 544 Louisiana Boulevard Southeast in Albuquerque, can take care of all your general auto repair needs with fast, friendly, honest service at the lowest price in town. Gennaro's can handle anything from tune-ups and electrical repairs to a total engine swap. E. Tim Young, Hablamos Espanol. Give Gennaro a call at 804-8750 or just stop by their shop at 544 Louisiana Boulevard Southeast. is flooded with products that claim memory improvement, but none offer credible evidence that their product works until now. Memory Revitalizer, the complete complex natural antioxidant, was formulated by a physician and neuroscientist. Memory Revitalizer significantly enhanced memory in two large blinded studies. It has been used in an Alzheimer's clinic for 22 years. It is safe and does not interfere with prescription drugs. Customers say it's essential. It works. Buy it from Best Buy Drugs, Manal Pharmacy, Vintage Pharmacy, and other independent pharmacies or from independent health stores like Moses Country Health on 4th Street or go to MemoryRevitalizer.com and call 800-606-0192. Did you realize that our skin is the largest organ of the body? How often do we pay attention to what it's telling us? Hi, I'm Tomei with Skin LLC, and we don't just cover up imperfections, we heal them. Our skin being the largest organ of the body tells a story. Beauty and skin alike are often overlooked because we get overwhelmed with so much daily input. You can learn your own skin and beauty story through the customized treatments we provide, personalized just for you. Let us give you the education, healing, rejuvenation, and restoration to support your journey. Call or text 505-918-4211, mention this ad for a free phone consultation, and visit our website at abqskinllc.com. That number again is was so perfect. You know, that song comes from an era in which there were a lot of people protesting about a lot of things. It seems like that's been the world we live in for the last three years. I am so exhausted. You know, I was telling the doctor when he is in here, on the previous hour, how I have been so tired and sleeping so much. And I think it's because I'm just emotionally exhausted. You know, I, I, I'm often exhausted from doing this show. I'm exhausted doing the research for this show. I would love to be able to just, just tune out 
and B, take the blue pill and just go back to enjoying my juicy steak and not thinking about any of this. But I don't feel like I can do that. I feel like somebody's got to fight. What do you guys think? I know we talked about a few things during the break. Well, uh, you know, the Rio Grande Foundation, my organization I run, works extensively in the legislature, and that is going on right now. I uh, testified on piece of legislation this morning, and uh, the legislature, along with the uh, the tiny tyrant you mentioned earlier, uh, I don't know if they are willfully ignoring or if they are simply using their ability to control the agenda in Santa Fe. Uh, if they don't understand the issues or if they're using the whole thing as a smokescreen to just uh, fleece the taxpayers of this state for more and more money. But uh, yeah, talk about a group that is not doing what they're supposed to do, uh, not trying to make lives better for New Mexicans, wasting uh, not just the usual money that we see up there, but now they've got all this oil and gas money, and uh, they're, they're not doing anything to improve our city and our state, and uh, it's, it's incredibly frustrating because the state has uh, more money than it knows what to do, do with, and yet nothing's changed nothing's improved in our uh in our state in our city it's uh status quo and that's uh that's incredibly frustrating you know i think that a lot of this has to do with money i think that i believe this invasion going on at our southern border has to do with money i think that there is enormous amounts of money changing hands between the cartels and the activity that's going on down there with politicians, with organizations. There is a lot of money going. You even have NGOs that are taking, that are, the, the government is funneling our taxpayer money <laughs> through these NGOs and then they're using it to encourage more of this activity to go on. Well, look what happened in New York, right? How do, um, you know, uh, aliens uh, get in a position where they can beat up two police officers and then just get let free uh, or not deported? Something, there's something really underneath all of this, not just the money. I agree with you totally. Always follow the money. But there's something else going on here, don't 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 you think? They had that cop down on the ground, and they were just beating the crap out of that poor guy. Well, uh, and it's like, no, I I, I don't know. I it's personally, not just that. I, th- it, I think it's if you're obelisk in Santa Fe, it's it's this it's this pervasive movement of 
we're going to prosecute who we want, why we want, and we're going to prosecute them how we want, as opposed to equal justice under the law. You know, we talk about J6 as opposed to what was that place called Chaz or Chaz or what? what the, yeah, they call it the they call it the Chaz or whatever. You know, basically the summer of love. Six weeks of you know armed insurrection of of like six city blocks of a major U.S. city, and and not I, I don't know who got punished for that. I'm sure people did. To be I, really I don't know. It certainly I think I didn't end believe, up on the news. I I do believe that several members and so, several people were prosecuted. But you look at our our 400 year obelisk in Santa Fe that nobody was punished for. You know, um, this type of behavior has been going on relentlessly for what feels like a decade. And this equal, this unequal justice under the law has got to be one of the scariest things we're seeing, Paul. I mean, you know, it's a two-tiered justice system is really freaky to somebody like me who's an average American who was born in Albuquerque, New Mexico, whose only really hope of of maintaining whatever it is I have in this world is that I have equal justice under the law. And I'm concerned that I maybe will not have that moving forward. I, I agree with you. I agree with you, Jason. Uh, you know, Daniel Penny, the Reed veteran who uh, put a guy a crazy person on the subway in a chokehold and accidentally killed him is being prosecuted the full extent of the law and then you have two illegal or however many illegal immigrants who uh attack a police officer and are let free basically immediately with no bail no nothing and it's up and down uh the entire legal system is way more suspect than i ever could have imagined and uh you know look at elon musk uh, you know, obviously a billionaire, but somebody who's taken a stand for free speech, uh, that person in Delaware, because his corporation was headquartered in Delaware, because all of them basically have been, uh, he had signed a deal when he started out early on in the days of Tesla and SpaceX and some of these companies, basically not taking a salary and saying, if I can hit all these metrics, crazy stuff, like 10 times growth and uh, profitability for the Tesla company. And he winds up doing it all and is entitled to a massive payday, $56 billion. And this gal in uh, Delaware, who's some kind of officer who gets to have final authority over approving that kind of thing, basically just pulled a ruling out of her, you know, where and said, no, you can't do that. It's like, you know that all of these attacks on Musk are for one one simple reason because he took over X Twitter and made it a free speech platform, and so now they're coming out with all kinds of accusations against him from the EEOC and all uh, all these other bureaucracies. And I'm not I'm not even the diehard fan of Tesla or Elon Musk. I'm He's, right there with you. Like I, I, I don't even trust the guy that much and I, I certainly wouldn't call him somebody that's like-minded with me. I think he's got a much different worldview than I do. Um, but, you know... He supports free speech and I appreciate that. I, yes, I 100%, do too. 100%. Yeah, that, that's what I would say is that, look, we're like-minded when it comes to, to people who we maybe don't agree with having yeah. the ability to have a platform also. Look, I want crazy out in the open. I 
I don't know about the rest of you, but when it comes to people saying stupid, crazy, wild, misinforming stuff, I would much rather that was public and out in the open than some, you know, person, some bean counter in in some dark room saying, oh, no, the American public can't handle this kind of information. That's right. By the way, anybody that wants to call in, this show is live, whether you're listening on the radio or social media or whatever. The call-in number is 505-444-5059. That is 444-5059. Feel free to call in and join the conversation. We'd love to talk to you. Hey, Rebecca, I was going to ask a question about, you know, why do people trust government so much? And you were talking about, you know, the 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 Nazi German. Yeah. Or the, you know, the Nazis and and you were talking about and the, the Soviets. Russians. Yeah. And the, you were talking about which, the you know, the, the Soviets made Adolf Hitler look like uh, nothing. And can I can I bring something up that might be a little bit scary to hear? But mm-hmm. quite honestly, um, the conversation should include the American government and and the Native Americans. Because yeah. if if you get down to brass tacks, there are plenty of Native Americans out there that have have done the history, done done the research, and they'll tell you that it, it's probably seven to ten million Native Americans that were eradicated um, for this vision of America. And and as much as I I love our country and I I love uh, and I'm a patriotic person, I love the truth more than I love my patriotism. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Rand Paul said something one time that I thought was really, really just spot on. He was talking about the American Civil Liberties Act, and he was talking about racism specifically. And he said, I love freedom more than I hate racism. And he was talking about people should honestly have the right and freedom to be racist. It, he thinks it's a bad business decision to be a racist business owner. Uh, I, mean, I, I, is- I, I believe in freedom of speech of all forms. If you want to spout racist comments, you should be allowed to do that. On the other hand, other people have the right to not listen to you. Yeah, you know, it's like simple math. why why is that so hard to understand? I, I don't know, but people are are definitely afraid of words at this point. Even though most of the people in this room grew up with sticks and stones may break my bones. Yeah, that's the one I grew up with. But words will or words and names will never harm me. Um, we, we don't live in that world anymore, do we, Paul? I mean, are are you allowed to call people names up in the legislature, or will you ever be allowed to go back there if you call them names? Well, I, I think it depends on who you are and what names you're calling people. I mean, obviously, uh, the president of Harvard uh, did lose her job ultimately for uh, whether you claim you know, the whole genocidal thing uh, and the attacks on Jews, uh, that, that was certainly something that she felt that different kinds of speech should be protected in different ways. And, uh, you know, we know that free speech is basically dead on college campuses. uh, And people like Claudine Gay and others uh, have really been in charge of killing it. So uh, I'm I'm for free speech on college campus. uh, And, you know, I think we should allow speakers, people who don't, you know, maybe we share their opinions like Riley Gaines, ooh, the radical idea that men are men and women are women, uh, but gets a lot of crap at uh, college campuses. Matt Walsh, who came to New Mexico State, and uh, half the political class of, uh, of Doniana County in Las Cruces came out and said, 
in MSU should never have people like Matt Walsh uh, come and talk about how uh, men are men and women are women, that kind of thing. So, were you yeah. do, were you down in Las Cruces with us when we had Lily Tang Williams come down and speak at uh, what was at the time uh, Professor Clement's classroom, two hundred and fifty students, and she gave her story down there. Were you part of no, that I, little field I was, trip? Wasn't there? I, Lily Tang Williams is great. You should probably describe who she is, but she's a chi- Chinese national who basically immigrated to the United States and escaped communism. That's a short story, right? Absolutely. She escaped Mao's uh, cultural revolution, and she's just one of the most amazing freedom lovers that you're ever going to meet. But, um, you know, it was a little bit controversial. There were some people in, in that classroom that walked out. Um, on on her presentation, they were being given extra credit if they wanted to show up for this thing after hours, and they were be, be, being given pizza. Um, and so, uh, there were a couple students that, that didn't appreciate what Lily was saying, um, how she was characterizing how she grew up in China, um, in a building that had one bathroom and there was no light in the hallway. So going to the bathroom at night was, in her opinion, the scariest thing in the world. Uh, you had to take your own toilet paper with you if you were lucky enough to have toilet paper um, because you couldn't have shared toilet paper because nobody would change it just like nobody would change the light bulb in that's what communism and socialism looks like folks in case you are wondering and, and and we know what it looks like because you can go to the reservation and see a similar situation up yeah, there yeah absolutely i know because i have been up there and i know it looks just like communism and it looks just like socialism where people are always dragging each other down they're they're ratting each other out to try to get a little bit more bread or a little bit more cheese you know instead of living the way we all lived and grew up which is hey, you know, this is America. If you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. Mm-hmm. But it's not going to be easy and nobody's going to give you a free hand. You know, this is these are the values that we were we were taught and we were raised with. And I just don't understand how they became so vile to people. You know, we've, we're hearing a lot here lately about how comedy is no longer funny. And these 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 comics, these comedians, they don't want to go places anymore and talk to these people because these people, number one, leftists have no sense of humor, period, at all. They don't. They Everything can't. offends them. Everything's protected. Everything. Every- and, you know, comedy is all about, uh, you know, making fun of people and you having a little bit of a tough skin and laughing. And I was like, yeah, that was kind of funny. I, I remember I remember years ago when I lived in Florida, I went to a comedy club and you know, this was back when comedy was still funny. And the first thing this guy, this comic did was he asked for a volunteer from the audience. Well, everybody, when they go to a comedy show, they want, yeah, me, me, me. You're right. <laughs> exactly. And so, so this guy, of course, volunteered, unfortunately for him. And he goes up on the stage and the, the comedian has a lampshade. And he said, okay, sir, I want you to just kind of stand over in that corner, please. And the guy says, oh, well, okay. So he goes to there, places the lampshade on the guy's head. And that was it. The guy was, the guy was window dressing. He was standing there with a lampshade on his head through the entire act. And that's what he did. It was hilarious. It was absolutely hilarious. And, you know, so, but people have no sense of humor anymore. There, you know, it's getting to where, where the world is not fun anymore. I, you know, it, 
it's not. I bet you have an example or two of we've lost our sense of humor somewhere. You got well, something there, I w- Paul? I was actually thinking of uh, a hilarious special I just saw with uh, Dave Chappelle, his latest special in which he, you know, Dave Chappelle's in a long-standing feud, if you will, with the trans community, and uh, his latest comedy special on Netflix has a absolutely hilarious joke, very long joke, in which he talks about Jim Carrey playing uh, the role of Andy Kaufman, and he goes on and on and on, and uh, talking about how Jim Carrey is... You know, he knows who Jim Carrey is, but Jim Carrey's doing character or method acting where he is like living as Andy Kaufman for months at a time recording this movie. It's the first time Chappelle meets him. And then he, Chappelle just stops and says, and that's how I feel when I talk to trans people. And it's like, I mean, everybody goes nuts. I mean, it is absolutely worth watching. Certainly that part, but I think his entire comedy special is very funny. Well, you know, Jim, I, I, Jim, I, oh, no, go, go ahead. ahead. I was oh, just going to say, oh. Jim Carrey will tell you that that role drove him a little bit nuts. You know, that he he got so into it because that this is this is who drove him as a young man. This was his motivation was Andy Kaufman, and so he finally gets to do this role and and do this movie that he's wanted to do his whole life about his hero, and it darkened him a little. Well, he lived for six months as Andy Kaufman. It's that's wow. Unique. That's got that's got to be tough. I, wow. Andy Kaufman yeah. had his own demons. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I remember back in the early days when Jim Carrey was uh, on In Living Color. Remember that? I mean, that's where you first saw Jim Carrey. He did some crazy roles that were just really not politically correct. I Remember the one where he did Handyman? Yeah. Remember that one? It was hilarious. That was Damon Wayans. Handyman yeah. was, I thought, Damon Wayans. Jim Carrey. Oh, you're right. Fire Marshal Bill. Fire, Fire Marshal Bill. And then he did the, he did the girl that was on uh, on steroids. Watch his rap yes. videos. Those are the most inappropriate thing that Jim Carrey did, were his rap videos where he's making fun of white rappers. These are... Oh, I, in you, living color could not be made today. Oh, Absolutely no, it couldn't. No, no. My wife and I just got done watching Friends. And I mean, it's kind of... Couldn't make that one Cute today. and adorable as Friends is, uh, Friends could not be made today. The jokes they tell and the way they say things on Friends Well, is- my argument for um, how we were defeating racism, our generation, Paul, you know, the, 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 us sitting in this room, was comedy, right? Because we grew up with Archie Bunker and George Jefferson, and these weren't role models to role model after these were people that you wanted to role model not to be i didn't want to be archie bunker i didn't want people to think of me as not liking you just because you had a different right. girl but on the flip side they showed you what it looked like from the other side when it was george jefferson not letting lionel date some white girl right you know or you got to see fred sanford and and um his son you know and, and how they talked about white people or chico and the man we yeah. had we had those we, were great shows. Well, and we had Mel Brooks making Blazing. Oh, I love you, Blazing Saddles. But he was he made it with Richard Pryor, you know. And you don't you don't put together how powerful comedy is when it comes to destroying a message, right? And Tucker Carlson is up in Canada the other day, and he said, "Look at them and laugh at them, uncontrollably laugh at them. It takes their power away, and it makes you feel so good, you know." Um, 
last thing I'm going to say about this is Bono, who's been right a couple times in his life, maybe politically, says this. He said, I think we should not send bombs over to the Middle East. I think we should send comics. And I argued with people for years that, that, that he's actually making a very strategical and, and very um, logical uh, proposal. Yeah. They don't have comedy in the Middle East. You're not allowed to make fun of the ridiculousness of all of it. The burqas, the you're not allowed to make fun of Muhammad. You'll get killed for making mo- fun of Muhammad. You're allowed to make fun of God in this country, you know. And I don't necessarily think it's it's a good thing that people make fun of God, but I think you should have the freedom to do it. Well, they did a little bit of that in in some of the Monty Python movies, and I thought those were fantastic. I loved I them. I think most people know that that was genuine comedy. It was. It was really great comedy so I, I don't know I think this I think you're on to something there I think this lack of this lack of laughter and and taking everything so damn seriously you know and these leftists they have no sense of humor at all and and what they put out there as a um, that they claim as humor is not funny at all it's just it's just like like the thing I talked about about the meme about Donald Trump grabbing the crotch of the Statue of Liberty and then the Statue of Liberty hacking it, hacking his head off. Well, you know, part of that might be kind of funny, but the rest of it wasn't really fun. The rest of it was pretty damn dark. You'll notice that their only comedy is making fun of people that they want to destroy or cancel. That's the yeah. only comedy that they have is making fun of people. I wanted to go to the back up to the Capitol for a minute and talk about their dual protest that was going on up there. Do you remember this, Paul? It was just a week or two ago. It Are was you a, talking about during the State of the State address. Yeah, but it was a dual protest. There was there were it two, was together though. I I want to talk about that. I want to talk about those two go groups. Right ahead. No, no, no. I would like you to tell everybody what two <laughs> groups got together to protest together. So. First and foremost, this is during the governor's state of the state address. So the opening day of the session, she gives a big address to everybody's in the roundhouse and they're listening intently. And it's one of those big pomp and circumstance deals in politics that I have no interest in. Tradition like, and ritual, people. Yeah, just like the State of the Union address. And uh, the group that that protested and wound up interrupting the governor three separate times was radical environmentalists and i mean i think our governors are radical environmentalists but they're protesting from a more radical environmental perspective than her and the pro-palestinian group and they were indistinguishable they were the same group of people doing the protesting and the one other thing i'll say is that the governor and it's so interesting because if if, if this was a group of second amendment protesters or people who are constitutionally carrying in the capital I'm sure the governor's reaction would have been much more harsh and much more antithetical to them. Instead, she says, I appreciate your courage. I appreciate your courage. And it's just, it's garbage. (laughs) All right, guys, that's the end of the segment. Um, We'll be getting back in just a little bit. And the phone number. Talk about that dual, that teaming up of those two. Sure. If you guys want to call in, the number here is 505-444-5059. And you're listening to Becca Marie's Freedom Speak, and we'll be right back after this break.
Have you been wanting to do a podcast but don't have a studio? We can produce your show here at Freedom Speak. We can even do commercials and PSAs. Your podcast here at Freedom Speak Studio would be complete with professional audio and video and we'll stream it to your favorite platform. All you have to do is show up and talk. We do the rest. For details, email us at becca at freedomspeaknm.com. Would you like to advertise your business right here on Freedom Speak with Becca Marie and Stella? Get in on the ground floor with insanely low prices and become one of our preferred advertisers. Lots of fellow patriots would love to do business with you. All ads include free production of your commercial using your own voice or ours. Your ad will run on all of our live streams and podcasts on multiple platforms. Our audience is growing by the day. Send your info to Becca at freedomspeaknm.com to get started. Hi, I'm Dr. Karen Genter from High Desert Chiropractic and Wellness. For 27 years, I've been helping patients by gently treating the root cause of their health issues, not just symptoms. Treatments include various chiropractic techniques and therapies, such as electrical stimulation, ultrasound and intersegmental traction, or the roller table. Let's help you be your best self by helping you achieve optimal wellness and maintain it lifelong. Located at 5310 Homestead Road, Northeast, call us at 505-292-2226. Do you need a trailer to haul something around? Check out my friends at JP Trailer Sales. They've been doing business in Albuquerque for seven years. Whether you're hauling cars, landscaping equipment, dirt, or your favorite off-road toys, JP Trailers has the perfect trailer at a great price to fit your needs. They have open trailers and closed trailers and can even do special orders. You'll always receive great, friendly customer service and no appointment is ever needed. Stop by their location at 7605 San Pedro Drive, Northeast and Albuquerque, Monday through Saturday, 10 to 5 p.m. You can also call them at 505-469-1667 or 505-557-8164 or check them out on the web at flatbedtrailersusa.com. I'd like to tell you about where I take my own car for general auto repairs. Gennaro's Auto, located at 544 Louisiana Boulevard Southeast in Albuquerque, can take care of all your general auto repair needs with fast, friendly, honest service at the lowest price in town. Gennaro's can handle anything from tune-ups and electrical repairs to a total engine swap. E. Tim Young, Hablamos Espanol. Give Gennaro a call at 804-8750 or just stop by their shop at 544 Louisiana Boulevard Southeast. is flooded with products that claim memory improvement, but none offer credible evidence that their product works until now. Memory Revitalizer, the complete complex natural antioxidant, was formulated by a physician and neuroscientist. Memory Revitalizer significantly enhanced memory in two large blinded studies. It has been used in an Alzheimer's clinic for 22 years. It is safe and does not interfere with prescription drugs. Customers say it's essential. It works. Buy it from Best Buy Drugs, Manal Pharmacy, Vintage Pharmacy, and other independent pharmacies are from independent health stores like Moses Country Health on 4th Street. Or go to MemoryRevitalizer.com and call 800-606-0192. Did you 
realize that our skin is the largest organ of the body? How often do we pay attention to what it's telling us? Hi, I'm Tomei with Skin LLC, and we don't just cover up imperfections, we heal them. Our skin being the largest organ of the body tells a story. Beauty and skin alike are often overlooked because we get overwhelmed with so much daily input. You can learn your own skin and beauty story through the customized treatments we provide, personalized just for you. Let us give you the education, healing, rejuvenation, and restoration to support your journey. Call or text 505-918-4211, mention this ad for a free phone consultation, and visit our website at abqskinllc.com. That number again is 505-918-4211. this old music you know the one nice thing about us being on this station now a station that has a music license is that i can pay play some of my favorite music and i love this born to be wild i it always makes me think about getting out on my harley and hitting the open road (laughs) you know the one thing i talked about in the uh, by the way you guys you're listening to the answer KXKS Albuquerque, 1190 AM. We're proud to be on this station now. And uh, you're also, uh, you can watch us on social media. I'm streaming live on X, Rumble, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. And I'm watching your messages that you're posting in the comments. So, but we would love to have your phone calls because you can call in. We have a phone line here, 505 444 5059. That is 444-5059 to call in to Freedom Speak. And I was talking talking about at the beginning of the show, and we continued that conversation in the last hour, where we were talking about hypocrisy, the left's hypocrisy. You know, they come out so many times about trying to be act like they're so virtuous, and they'll even quote scripture, and they'll talk about the Bible, and they'll and they'll and they'll criticize those of us that are actual Christians because we're not living a perfect life. And I can tell you what. None of us are going to be able to live a perfect life. You know, some of us are trying really hard. I try. You know, I'm a Christian. And one thing I do realize, and I've told people like this, and you tell the left this, and they just, they go ballistic when you tell them, by the way, you do know we're all sinners. And they hate that because they like to criticize us and try to hit us over the head with the Bible when, in fact, they don't care anything about moral values. They're, they only use moral values and invoke the Word of God or the Constitution, any of that stuff, when they are trying to get something that they want. What do you guys think? Uh, I agree. Uh, It's the hypocrisy. I I keep telling people, I I literally have two hashtags that I think I own on on Twitter or X. And one of them is rational people ask questions. And the other one is the hypocrisy that overwhelms. And 
it's the hypocrisy that got me involved in politics. It's it's the hypocrisy that I just can't take. So uh, yeah, you're you're preaching to the choir on this one. You know, hypocrisy involves lying. Uh, it involves this this false uh, sense that you try to put out that you actually care about anybody else. You know, often they'll invoke, "Oh, it's for the children," "Oh, it's for grandma," or "It's because we're we care about black people," or any of the. And they don't care about any of these people. They do not care about any of these people. All they care about, and just like. They act like, oh, well, we're being compassionate. We care about these people that are coming over the border. It's like these bunch of criminals which are breaking our laws and sneaking into our country. They care about these people. So, no, they don't care about these people either. They see these people as a useful tool that they can use to get more power. That's all they care about. At least that's all the politicians care about. And the mindless idiots that follow these politicians, well, they think they're doing something virtuous. That's what they think. Well, you forgot about one one thing that uh, they claim to care about, which we deal with constantly, is the environment. And uh, you you get – I mean, I I have – I am not going to join the beef about Taylor Swift and the Super Bowl, and I, I'm a Steelers fan, uh, so I have no dog in this Sucker. fight. In this fight, <laughs> the, uh, in the Super Bowl, but you know, well, Taylor. You know Swift, what? You know what really bugs me is how people on the right are going after t- Taylor Swift. Stop going after Taylor Swift. I don't care about Taylor Swift. Just let Taylor Swift live her life because you look bad when you attack Taylor Swift. Why are you attacking the her? The definition of a shiny thing, Paul. Well, here's the reason I'm, and I'm not, I'm not attacking her because I am fine with her doing this. But she has a concert in Japan that is right up against the Super Bowl. And so she is hopping on her private jet and flying from Japan to Las Vegas. And then she's got to go back over across to uh, whatever, Asia, uh, her next concert stop in order to get back there. Now, she's by no means the worst of this. And thankfully, Taylor Swift does not get super political. She's a little political, but she's not you know, as bad as some of the other Hollywood types. But I don't want to ever hear a word from Taylor Swift about saving the environment. You know, it's this this all, we're going to show up in Davos in our private jets, you know, John Kerry syndrome, and uh, and tell everybody how <laughs> we're, 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 we got to ride the bus every day and how we shouldn't do anything bad for the environment. It's like, I do not want to hear about your environmental principles if you have ever been on a private jet. Just ser- period. Can, 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 can we go further? Oh, I, we can I, go further. I don't really want to hear about your environmental principles from Starbucks while you're on your Apple iPhone um, and, and you have never grown anything in your life. Um, I, I don't really want to hear from you in your whatever outfit you're in, in your Nike shoes and your, you know what I mean? I, I just don't want to hear from you people. You, we have no business hearing from you about the environment. So let's get honest, unless you're living, you know, off the land, off the grid, and you have solar powered that you made yourself out of whatever. That's not com- connected to the grid. Right. That, that, 
yeah, and, and components that you didn't harvest, um, you know, un, is is unviro- unenvironmentally a word? It probably isn't, but, you know, these people will <laughs> well, accept Well, they make up word. new words all the time, yeah, so exactly. who cares? They'll accept this word, I yeah. promise you. So, yeah, no, I, I, I'm, Paul, what a great example of the hypocrisy that overwhelms that them on the climate couldn't be a bigger hypocrisy. Well, of course, our governor is uh, knee-deep in this whole EV issue, the electric vehicles. Uh, Back in November, her and her unelected Environmental Improvement Board adopted a regulation that by the summer of 2026, 43% of the vehicles sold in New Mexico are supposed to be electric only. Currently, about 3% of the vehicles sold in New Mexico are electric only. So we're talking less than three years that we're going to go 10x. 10 times that number. Uh, We're going to destroy the domestic auto manufacturing industry because these vehicles are coming over from China, that we are going to require massive mining operations that presumably will not happen in the United States because I certainly haven't seen the Biden administration suddenly working to uh, permit a bunch of new mines, new open pit mines. They're going to come in from China and Africa and other well, other nations. Well, here's the here's the here's the thing on the on the on the the fake concern about the environment, things like that. They 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 don't want this to be in the United States. Right. They don't want to drill oil in the United States. They don't want to dig these big, huge open pits to hind, to to uh, mine these, uh, the these rare earth minerals right. and the cobalt and stuff like that. No, they would rather mess up somebody else's country and use child labor in those other countries to dig this stuff up. Do you know up. what grown-ups do, though, when they make these type of decisions, Paul? I mean, what real grown-ups do? They make sure that there, there's an infrastructure there to support these outlandish claims that you're going to be this or this by 2026. Here's what we found out about the infrastructure needed to support this kind of influx of electric vehicles. We don't have it. We certainly don't have the electrical infrastructure to support what it takes to charge these vehicles. And guess what else we found out this winter if it gets really cold? They don't work. They don't work. No. You can't even charge them, let alone hold the charge. They're graveyards. These charging stations become graveyards for these automobiles that don't work. So, again, uh, Governor uh, Grisham, Lujan, whichever one you prefer today. Um, (laughs) The Grish. The Grish, yeah. The Grish that stole everything from us. Um, Do you think about, is there ever forward thinking in any of these policies, or do you just say, this will make people feel good? Let's do this. It'll make people feel good. And there's got to be it's somebody. It's all about feelings. There's got to be somebody besides Larry Barons and Paul Guessing saying, hey, did you think about this or did you think about this? But it seems to me that she, she gets to just write those two off because, you know, they're just crazy conservatives that, that, you know, always attack her for every policy. Maybe it's because every policy you promote is bad, you know, and is not well thought out. This is not going to work, Governor. I, I'm I, I'm dumb. I, I don't even have to know a lot to tell you all the different reasons, scientifically and technology-wise, why this isn't going to work. But economically speaking, from what the, from where Paul's coming from, you didn't even take any of that into consideration either. People are not buying these vehicles. Well, the thing is, Jason, is they get away with this stuff because. 
face it, the majority of the population of this country does not understand any of this stuff. And I hear this all the time when I'm talking to somebody about something. I'm an engineer. I'm a pilot. I, I understand all of these things, okay? And when I'll explain it to it, they'll just kind of glaze over like, uh, okay, I don't understand anything you're talking about. So what they do is they will just take the word of somebody that appears to be an authority figure, and then they will just blindly follow whatever instructions they're given. And that's what I talked about at the beginning of the show. That is what's so scary about a large amount of our population, which is willing to blindly follow orders regardless of how ridiculous they are. Look at how all those people stuck at at their arms. Without a, a, a data sheet or concern or informed consent or anything to have something experimental injected in, into their arm. Look at how these people just obediently stood six feet apart based on just total nonsense. And look at how these people all just obediently wore a mask and some of them still are when it does nothing. It does nothing except make you look silly. What is the number one killer of human beings other than disease and natural disaster? Can anybody answer that? Ignorance. (laughs) Government. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So democide is real. I talk about this all the time. And in the 20th century, this is a low estimate of democide. We have it at 250 million human beings. Okay. So... At some point or another, when do you start asking the question, is government maybe not in my best interest? Well, that's where I believe you're incorrect, Jason, that uh, these are effective policies because they are effective. They are. They're very effective. At putting government in control and exerting the idea of I'm supposed to defer to what somebody who has some title against next to their name that they can tell me what to do in my day-to-day life and tell me to take a shot, to drive a vehicle, to do this, to do that. and uh, What clothes to wear, what, what things to say, where to spend your money, where to, to put your money. You know, I, I, I got one, one last little expression on Twitter that I think uh, is mine. And it's not a hashtag because it's too long, but the the expression is authoritarianism leads to horrible outcomes. And wow, that's, that's a mouthful, though. Uh, it's not a hashtag. Okay. Yeah, that's why I said it's not a that's hashtag. That's a whole tweet in totally, totally itself. <laughs> it is. It's a tweet by yeah. itself. But authoritarianism, and do we not have evidence of this historically? I mean, throughout history, that authoritarianism leads to horrible outcomes. Well, and blind ignorance also leads to horrible outcomes. We saw this during the scamdemic, which I call it the scamdemic. We saw people snitching out their neighbors. And if, and I have said this before, if our government, if, if Joe Biden was to win election, which, oh my God, I can't even imagine that, and this, this authoritarianism continues to escalate, and you have these blind followers of what is now become a communist party, not the Democrat party, and they're certainly not democratics like people call them all the time, which drives me up the freaking wall. They're not democratics any more than we're not Republicanians, okay? Boy, I, I said that pretty good that time, didn't I? I, I practiced saying that word earlier today. It's like, that's a tough, Republicanian. Can you say that, Republicanians? 
I, I, I'm I, wasn't gonna, I will try. jump in and say that the term Democrat truly does not apply to the Democratic Party no. at all. Because the Democrat Party. You just whatever you whatever you call them. Yes. De- Democrat and them does not make any sense. First and foremost, the EV mandate we just talked about. How did they do that? An unelected body appointed by the governor. There are, is another bill going on in Santa Fe right now, HB 41, that would mandate ethanol and all kinds of stuff be put in your gas tank. So more control over your vehicle. Now we're talking about the gas-powered vehicle. Who now, after a few iterations, so they've, they've failed in the last few sessions to get, get this bill done, this time around, rather than actually saying what the bill would do, they say, we're going to have this unelected body called the Environmental Improvement Board handle everything. They do not want the people to have a choice, even if we may be frustrated with our elected legislators in Santa Fe and our elected politicians, they are every day making it more and more uh, of their strategy to rely on these unelected bureaucracies in order to get their agenda passed. I mean, right now, uh, there was just a hearing in the U.S. Supreme Court. Now, hopefully, the Supreme Court goes in opposite direction. The Chevron uh, deference, I don't know if you've heard about that, but so this is one of the big things that has crept into American politics over the recent decades. We all know about the administrative state or the deep state. Well, the Chevron deference is a judicial approach that has allowed groups like the EPA and all those federal agencies to essentially make laws that were never envisioned. So the Clean Air Act did X, Y, and Z. Well, it were 50 years or 40 years from the Clean Air Act. So we want to do A, B, C, D, and E, and we don't need, we don't want to make a law, do it through the democratic small d process. We just want the EPA to be able to go in and make the rules. That's what Chevron deference is all about. If the Supreme Court does, it's a bunch of uh, Maine lobster, lobstermen, and uh, they're the ones that Maine lobstermen? Maine lobstermen. Uh, I believe they, they are have all like men. claws and they're like red and no, color. they're the guys that go out on the boats, you know. Oh, the deadliest catch. Okay, okay. I thought you were talking about men that look like lobsters. <laughs> well, um, they may. I don't know. Maybe after a long time of fishing for or whatever, trawling, trawling for lobsters, that you start to look like your catch. But uh, no, these are guys that go out on their boats in uh, Maine and. They, they bring the lobster to your table, and uh, they, they have the lawsuit going on. I don't recall the exact name, but it's, uh, it, it's dealing with that kind of regulatory overreach where they, these agencies get to make their own rules and whether that is something that the courts should respect or uh, that Congress should actually be forced to make their own laws and rules. I think it's a, big, it's a very big decision. I think decision. that was a lot of the Bundy and Ammon fight. Um, were some of those 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 arguments that you know these bodies don't have the right to make law? I mean, you and I, Paul, I can remember challenged our Secretary of State on her ability to just you know promulgate law, and we, we just don't allow it, and we won. I remember us winning, um, but yet you know this woman has threatened people all over the state um, with with lawfare um, that the state will come after you if you are a county commissioner and don't perform this this 
function of of her office and that's not what county commissioners are they're not supposed to just be functionary people they're supposed to actually have some discretion in what they do so yeah i mean authoritarianism from from these types of people has led to these outcomes and we 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 all question the outcomes on a daily basis why are we last in this why are we last in that but we don't like you said earlier and paul paul can attest to this more than anybody i know i mean him and carla santag are the two people that if you go up to a session in santa fe those are the people you will see there fighting for us on a regular basis and then you got the three people that are actually in 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 our legislature that are fighting for us too um but that's how tragic it is i don't know that it did any good to have any more people up there paul um because I, I think I agree with Rebecca. Uh, at this point, protesting is just protesting. They don't care. They're not listening. They, they, don't, they don't care about the protest. You know, just like today, there was a protest that occurred up, in, uh, up at the Roundhouse today about a Second Amendment uh, protest. They don't care. They don't care. I was born and raised in New Mexico, and I told that to Representative Caballero um, while I was up there. And she still looked me in the eyes and called me a carpetbagger. Okay? Uh, I told her I was born and raised here. You can't call me an outsider. She doesn't even live in in New Mexico. There again, Paul, the hypocrisy that overwhelms the woman who lives in El Paso telling me I'm a carpetbagger for trying to get right to work past. That is the the socialist, communistic uh, Patricia Roybal Caballero. They call her the cowboy Caballero. Caballero. She... Well, you know, like what I said earlier when I was talking about what actually does make a difference. What actually makes a difference is when she came out with that that illegal, unconstitutional order because she thinks she's like the queen or a dictator or whatever, and she thinks that she can just say, oh, well, I'm going to violate your Second Amendment, your, your right guaranteed by the Second Amendment. I'm going to violate the New Mexico Constitution. I'm going to violate my oath. None of that matters. I don't have to follow any of that stuff. I don't have to. I, my, my oath is not absolute. The Constitution's not absolute. And when she put out that illegal, unconstitutional order to say that we are not allowed to carry firearms, even if we have a concealed carry permit and uh, essentially our concealed carry permits were null and void well we showed up that very next day and i'm so proud of the people that showed up at the park down there in old town me included there were hundreds of us we showed up armed to say screw you we're not going to follow your stupid orders we don't recognize your orders because they are illegal and that's what needs to happen now more and more this that's what needs to happen down on the border right now well, I don't want to interrupt Paul if he wanted to say something, but, um, you know, I think there was a protest going on up at the Capitol today, and it was a 2A protest yeah. that was going. I don't want to discount these efforts, you guys, at all. And it if raises I, awareness. Yeah, and if it sounds like I'm poo-pooing on any of this stuff, then then please forgive me, because that is, I'm a grassroots guy. Paul will tell you, man, I am not afraid to go get out there in the grassroots, knock doors, make phone calls, and certainly get in front of our representatives. I've always been civil in my discourse with them. I've always been respectful, but... At this point, I'm losing that ability because they don't have any respect for us. And the more and more I'm seeing where where they are challenged vehemently and almost um, 
not violently, but aggressively, that's when we start to see uh, outcomes starting to change. But other than that, you know, they just blow us off on a regular basis. I'm amazed at how easily they can blow us off and how easily they can perform evil with with this ability to look innocent and sweet. And that is specifically directed at one U.S. congressperson that I ran against a long time ago. I, If I had known how deeply evil this person is and, and all that she's been involved in, um, I might not have been such a, a pleasant opponent. Well, I will say on the gun thing that uh, my prediction is that when all is said and done, the legislature will do very little of the Second Amendment to restrict people's rights. Uh, that is, again, because you have to do the elected process, you know, the, the legislative process with elected officials, much different than the governor just coming out, issuing her decree uh, in, in the midsummer like she did. And uh, these are moderate Democrats who live in areas of New Mexico and rural communities, most of them, that uh, they know people that use guns and have guns every day and they conceal carry, they uh, open carry. The these people, the legislature, even though they are one of the more progressive in the country with the most anti-gun governor in the United States, I don't think she is going to get what she wants. New Mexicans are gun owners, Paul. Exactly. So call that a prediction. All right, everybody. You're listening to Becca Marie's Freedom Speak. I've got Jason Valancourt and Paul Guessing in the studio with me today. Our call-in number is 505-444-5059. You can also watch the live stream on X, Rumble, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And you can also send us chat on there as well as calling into the show. So we'll be right back after these messages. to do a podcast but don't have a studio we can produce your show here at freedom speak we can even do commercials and psas your podcast here at freedom speak studio would be complete with professional audio and video and we'll stream it to your favorite platform all you have to do is show up and talk we do the rest for details email us at becca at freedomspeaknm.com Would you like to advertise your business right here on Freedom Speak with Becca Marie and Stella? Get in on the ground floor with insanely low prices and become one of our preferred advertisers. Lots of fellow patriots would love to do business with you. All ads include free production of your commercial using your own voice or ours. Your ad will run on all of our live streams and podcasts on multiple platforms. Our audience is growing by the day. Send your info to Becca at freedomspeaknm.com to get started. Hi. 
Hi, I'm Dr. Karen Genter from High Desert Chiropractic and Wellness. For 27 years, I've been helping patients by gently treating the root cause of their health issues, not just symptoms. Treatments include various chiropractic techniques and therapies, such as electrical stimulation, ultrasound and intersegmental traction, or the roller table. Let's help you be your best self by helping you achieve optimal wellness and maintain it lifelong. Located at 5310 Homestead Road Northeast, call us at 505-292-2226. Do you need a trailer to haul something around? Check out my friends at JP Trailer Sales. They've been doing business in Albuquerque for seven years. Whether you're hauling cars, landscaping equipment, dirt, or your favorite off-road toys, JP Trailers has the perfect trailer at a great price to fit your needs. They have open trailers and closed trailers and can even do special orders. You'll always receive great, friendly customer service and no appointment is ever needed. Stop by their location at 7605 San Pedro Drive, Northeast and Albuquerque, Monday through Saturday, 10 to 5 p.m. You can also call them at 505-469-1667 or 505-557-8164 or check them out on the web at flatbedtrailersusa.com. I'd like to tell you about where I take my own car for general auto repairs. Gennaro's Auto, located at 544 Louisiana Boulevard Southeast in Albuquerque, can take care of all your general auto repair needs with fast, friendly, honest service at the lowest price in town. Gennaro's can handle anything from tune-ups and electrical repairs to a total engine swap. E. Tim Young, Ablamos Espanol. Give Gennaro a call at 804-8750 or just stop by their shop at 544 Louisiana Boulevard Southeast. is flooded with products that claim memory improvement, but none offer credible evidence that their product works until now. Memory Revitalizer, the complete complex natural antioxidant, was formulated by a physician and neuroscientist. Memory Revitalizer significantly enhanced memory in two large blinded studies. It has been used in an Alzheimer's clinic for 22 years. It is safe and does not interfere with prescription drugs. Customers say it's essential. It works. Buy it from Best Buy Drugs, Manal Pharmacy, Vintage Pharmacy, and other independent pharmacies are from independent health stores like Moses Country Health on 4th Street. Or go to MemoryRevitalizer.com and call 800-606-0192. that our skin is the largest organ of the body? How often do we pay attention to what it's telling us? Hi, I'm Tomei with Skin LLC, and we don't just cover up imperfections, we heal them. Our skin being the largest organ of the body tells a story. Beauty and skin alike are often overlooked because we get overwhelmed with so much daily input. You can learn your own skin and beauty story through the customized treatments we provide, personalized just for you. Let us give you the education, healing, rejuvenation, and restoration to support your journey. Call or text 505-918-4211, mention this ad for a free phone consultation, and visit our website at abqskinllc.com. That number again is 505-918-4211.
Welcome back to the final segment of Becca Marie's Freedom Speak. You're listening to The Answer, KXKS, Albuquerque, AM 1190. You can also watch us live streaming on X, Rumble, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. So I want to talk a little bit in this final hour. I got a couple little things I want to talk about. I want to talk about how the, the United States government has some pretty... Uh, formidable cyber assets. They've been using them to track down Americans. You know, we've heard the stories about Edward Snowden and um, the WikiLeaks guy. What's his name again? Julian Assange. Julian Assange. Um, But they use these assets to track down and spy on Americans. Yet, Americans on a daily basis are being ripped off and scammed by these cyber criminals. And, you know, yesterday I got absolutely hammered by phone calls from these scammers. What they'll do is they will spoof some unsuspecting person's phone number on a local phone, phone number, 505 or 575. I, I have sometimes called back on some of these numbers, and some unsuspecting person answers the phone, and I'll say, do you realize that your phone number is being used as a means of scamming and ripping people off? And they have no idea. No. They don't know. And did you know that yours is too? Oh, my, I'm sure mine is. Right. Absolutely. Yes. And I'm sure that on somebody's phone, my phone number is blocked on their phone. Just like I've got this long list of numbers that are blocked on my phone that are local numbers, which, you know, if anybody ever wants, a legitimate person wants to call me from one of those numbers, they're not going to be able to because they're blocked because their number's been used to spoof and try to rip me off. And, you know, what I'm seeing here lately is I'm also seeing actual organizations like trying to collect donations for causes also using the same scamming spoofing thing i think that this should be made if anything should be made illegal this should be and you want to say something i just was going to say this might be for the other show but i've i've gotten to the point where i've decided that all charitable organizations are money laundering operations i think you could be right i think that might be a good topic for that show who knows isn't that awful paul I, you're killing me jason you're killing <laughs> me sorry bro <laughs> so i saw an interesting movie save that for the other show yes the other show maybe we'll have him on with on with us sometime that would be fun <laughs> it could be fun um, I saw a really good movie the other day. I'm a big fan of Jason Statham. I, I love his movies. And he did this movie called The Beekeeper the other day. I don't know if you... Did you see it? I haven't seen it, but I've been recommended to see it. You've got to see Non-woke, it. Non-woke, I heard. Non-woke. you got to see it. Okay, so basically, Jason Statham, his character in this movie, he is uh, he's a retired agent for a very top-secret branch of... Alphabet lettered. Alphabet lettered <laughs> agency in which they're called the beekeepers. Okay. Now, if you're familiar with how uh, a beehive works, you know, uh, it's the good of the hive is above everything. Well, these beekeepers, they have unfettered, uh, kind of off the books authority to eliminate 
threats to the hive, namely our country and the Constitution and the way our, our government is supposed to work. Now, I wish these people really existed because probably half the, ex- half the government would end up being eliminated, which would be okay with me. But anyway, so he's, he's retired from this work, and he's, working, he's actually, actually raising bees. And he's living on this lady's farm, and, and she's putting him up uh, in a spare room. Real nice lady. She's retired. She worked hard her entire life. She saved a lot of money so that she could have a comfortable retirement. She even started a charitable foundation that had a couple of million dollars in it to help other people that were less fortunate. That was not a money laundering that was not operation. A money, exactly. That was not a money laundering operation. I'm already feeling <sighs> guilty, Paul. Yeah. So, one day, she receives a call from one of these kind of people, I'm, like I'm talking about. They, she was on her computer. They managed to pop up a message on the computer, and I've had these people try to scam me, too, that says, your computer is, has possibly been hacked, and you, know, you need to call this phone number so that we can help you uh, secure your, your, your system. Well, she doesn't know any better, and there's a lot of people like this. They don't know about these scams. I've got a good friend of mine that got scammed recently out of everything she had, her entire life savings, and and I told her, I said, you know, you you gotta you gotta be knowledgeable. You gotta know what who these people are that are doing this stuff because they're all over the place and it's rampant. But so. They call, she calls them up. She makes a mistake. She, she gives them some information that was enough personal information where they were able to hack every single one of her, her bank accounts, even her charitable foundation, and drain them completely dry of every cent. She was so uh, affected by this that her life was essentially ruined at this point that she shot herself in the head and committed suicide. That upset the beekeeper. That upset the beekeeper. So what's the beekeeper do? The beekeeper picks up the phone, calls one of his old friends in the government that works in the agency. That Sounds ha- a little like the equalizer. Uh, yeah, a little bit. And and this this agency has access to these quantum supercomputers and all this kind of stuff. And he tells her, I need you to track down this IP address. And she said, okay. So... A little bit later, she calls him back. She said, now you realize, she says, this IP address bounce hopped all over the world, like a hundred times or whatever. He said, but you got the information, right? She said, yeah, of course I did. <laughs> and so she gave him an address, and it was an office building. And it was there was a call center in this office building. He walks into this office building with a couple of five-gallon cans of gasoline, and he tells the reception at, at the front desk, he says, where's the call center? And she said, oh, it's on the fifth floor. He said, okay, well, you might want to evacuate the entire building because I'm going to burn this place to the ground. He goes up there. He uh, confronts these people. He um, ends up getting in a, into a confrontation. You know how Jason Statham is. And, of course, you know, he's a tough guy. He beat the crap out of all these people. We forgot to do a spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not sure hey, if that should have been, been typed. It's or... been out for a few weeks. It's your fault if you haven't seen it yet. I'm My sorry. apologies. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, so 
he uh, he pours gasoline all over the place, and these and a lot of these people are like young people that are in there that are involved in this scamming and ripping, and they're all celebrating every time they scam somebody else and rip them off. Um, and he's pouring gasoline, and if they're still sitting there, they get gasoline poured on them too. <laughs> Needless to say. Um, the building blows up. He burns the place to the ground. The uh, cops show up. Federal agents show up. And what are they interested in catching, even though they know exactly what was going on in this building? They're interested in catching the guy that burned the building down and stopped the bad guys. And, you know, you, you think of... We've been seeing Hollywood movies for years that have been like this, in which the cops are always going after... The, uh, going after the good guy, the guy that is stopping the bad guys, or going after the victims. And we always thought, oh, well, that's just Hollywood. That doesn't happen in real life. But that's exactly what's happening now, all over the place. Uh, again, for the other show, that guy that I keep telling you about from northern Santa Fe, Laming, New Mexico, that colonel, that lieutenant colonel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the questions that he asked people in that book, Space Aliens from the Pentagon. yeah is does the cia write movie scripts i you know i often wonder that they have an entire black budget that's that's in completely intertwined with hollywood i don't you know i I apologize to get off on that kind of conspiracy theory but it, it is if you can't see it i don't even know what to tell you hell they did a whole movie about the gong show host what was his name chuck barris oh i remember that guy yeah and he was secretly working for the CIA. Was he really? Well, let me just share this personal anecdotal story with you. My grandfather served in World War II. <clears throat> he stormed the beaches of Normandy. The Albuquerque Journal wrote an article about him when he died. Okay? They called him the Gentle Giant. What my grandfather told me and fellow relatives when he was dying, and he had never shared any of this stuff with any of us before, was that he actually worked for the OSS while he was in uh, uh, World War II. And it is actually historical fact that my grandfather chauffeured around two war correspondents during World War II, a guy named Ernest Hemingway and a guy named Ernie Pyle. Ernest Hemingway, the writer? The, the writer. Okay. Okay. He, there, he was a war correspondent. He okay. was a war journalist. Okay. Okay. And so was Ernie Pyle, who was also extremely famous, especially from New Mexico. I mean, people in New Mexico know who this guy is. So that was his job during the day. At night, he worked for the organization called the OSS, okay, which was the predecessor to the CIA. Yeah. Okay, this could all be a bunch of hogwash, okay? I have no verifiable evidence of this other than my grandfather didn't lie to me about anything ever in life. And when he started telling these stories at the end of his life, all we could think was he, what, how, they, how it started was I can't stop seeing the faces. He had a wire with two sticks on it, and that was his method. Um, But he was an assassin for the OSS. And so I think that there is very much credibility in using... Um, who was the German actress that they used as a as a pawn in some um, operation? Uh, very famous German actress got mm. involved with whoever was working on the the Allied side. Um, but I th- oh oh Tokyo Rose is another example. Oh Tokyo Rose, yeah. I can keep going back where you can see the crossover between Marlene Dietrich. 
thank you. Was it was it her? I don't know. That that's the most famous German actress I can think of, but I don't know that it was her, Paul. It might have been somebody a little lesser famous. But regardless, if you look at the history of entertainment and espionage, there is correlations there going back at least a hundred years that I'm not just making up. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, I think you're right though. I think I think Hollywood has Hey, that number is 505-444-5059. That's right. You know, the funny thing is, I haven't had any of these scammers call in on that line, though. That's a Vonage line, so maybe that's why. An IP Vonage line? Yeah, it's an They're IP. They're still line. around? Yeah, it's an IP. Well, it's it, it's the only thing I could find at the time that would work with this setup. I, You know, it was amazing. I called all over the place trying to find, okay, how do people have phone lines at, at in, in radio studios? And nobody could answer that question for me. So I had to do a lot of my own. And I'm thinking, okay, well, being as I work with IP phone systems all the time in my business that I do, it's like, uh, that would work, you know? So I called around different people that, that provide IP phone service, and right. Vonage was one of them, so. Wow, that's just amazing. Um, but I, I don't want to get us too, yeah. too digress, but I, I was really glad that the, mostly the topics of today's show were the hypocrisy that we're constantly having to endure and then of course authoritarianism they generally go together like peanut butter and jelly um and i i just you know was wondering if we have any immediate solutions I like to call it out. I just like to call it out in the funniest ways possible. Yeah. Right? Like when it comes to, I'll give you an example that I like to use, and I'm allowed to say it on this show, um, election integrity. Let's take, for example. By the way, I want to point out something. Both you and Paul, you both are loud breathers. Can't help it. I have a cold. (laughs) I'm still trying to get rid. I can't breathe through my nose. I'm hearing you going. (sighs) Well, I'm trying to. Through the microphone. You don't want to hear Use me. the force. <laughs> I am your father. So, sounds like I'm sitting here with a couple of Darth Vaders. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so what were you saying I, before we got sidetracked? I forgot. Oh. <laughs> um, I'll try to remember. Uh, okay, you don't remember? I can't you, remember. You got I'm me sorry. Sidetracked. I got you, got you distracted. <laughs> Thinking about my breathing. <laughs> I have a stuffed up nose because I've had this, well, I had a cold one weekend and it just stuffed me up so bad that I've still been stuffed up. And what I'll start doing is before the show, yes. I'll do a little nose spray and then oh. my breathing won't be an issue, but there I'm also go. asthmatic. Yeah. So I'm very sensitive about my breathing. Oh, okay. Stop breathing off, off so much CO2. You're killing the planet. That's right. Or... We might have to charge you some carbon credits or, or something. Or I'm helping the planet, the plant life and everything else. Oh, no, that no. CO2 is evil. And thrives off of CO2. Yes. According to the Greenpeace founder, a scientist who says, what are these climate activists talking about with CO2? Don't they know that it's good for our planet? Yeah, yeah. You know, I uh, the other day I want to tell, share a little story about my experience at McDonald's the other day. <laughs> Again? Did I share that story? I didn't share that story already, did I? I shared the it on the late different night. trips. I, I shared oh, it on sorry, the late night show. I'm sorry, it was on the late I night I shared show, it yeah. on the late night. Because I, I was talking about all the uh, un- illegal immigration going on and how 
I went to McDonald's the other day, and three times they could not get my burger right the way I told them to make it. And I, I went to the drive-thru, and so eventually I went into the restaurant. I, I was simple. I ordered a cheeseburger with pickles and mustard only. Is that complicated? Does that sound complicated to either one of you guys? It's not super complicated. No. Although I worked at Wendy's back in the day. Was that up. complicated? White, red, green, white, red, green, yellow. Yeah? Yeah. I can tell you exactly what that means. But Can, uh, can you name the, the ingredients on a Big Mac? Can you do that? No, because I never worked at McDonald's. And I, I oh, oh, come a, on. I'm but you don't remember the song, Paul? You don't remember the Do song? Patty special sauce. Lettuce, lettuce cheese, cheese, pickles, onions <laughs> on a sesame <laughs> seed. But okay. see, you do know. Fair enough. See, you, you just forgot. Oh, yeah. that's a song. I know the song. There you go. Yeah. Well, yeah. We've forgotten how to memorize things. Um, it, it's a great trick to memorize it things. It is a turn great trick something, to yes. turn something turn into, it a into a song. Yep. Yeah. So uh, I don't know how we got here. Uh, I at this place. I really don't She's either. Talk about McDonald's. I've, I was going to tell my McDonald's story. Okay. Okay. And it has to do with the illegal immigration. So after they screwed up my my hamburger, because that's complicated, by the way, a cheeseburger with pickles and mustard only. I mean, how are you going to get that right? You know. So anyway. They gave me the wrong thing. I made the mistake of not checking my order at the drive-thru. I go through. I This was actually two different visits, which is really bad. One was a three-visit one in which they kept coming out and bringing me another burger, and it was the wrong burger. This time, I walked in, <clears throat> and I told the manager... I said, I ordered a cheeseburger with pickles and mustard only, and I handed her the burger. I said, and this is what I got. I was a little ticked off. Okay, just a little bit. I go through the drive-thru so I don't have to come in. I didn't want to, I didn't feel like coming in that day. You know, I wasn't feeling good that day either. I, I just got over a, the whatever's going around. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I didn't want to go in. But anyway, so she turns around, and then I notice all the people working in the kitchen. Not a single one of them looked like they were local, if you know what I mean. She has to speak to them all in Spanish. None of them, not a single one of them spoke or understood English at all. So when that order popped up on the screen back there on the make line, back there where all of these illegals are working, and they see the special writing on there on the special order, they couldn't read it. So that's why they kept getting my order wrong. This is. I always envision it differently. I okay. always envision it. It's seventeen-year-olds, and I think of my son at seventeen, and he's changed a little bit in like a year and a half. Yeah, yeah. But I just picture these apathetic, you know, never raised with a work ethic value, um, just never even looking at it because what do I got to get? You know, marijuana's legal in the state of New Mexico now. You know, you can't go to a fast food restaurant and get an order right um, unless you're kind of standing right there at the counter smiling and kind of, you know, making sure everybody's doing their job. But other than that, I mean, I, I have no faith in any customer service operations that are going on except for the one right next door i think we got treated real well today and we had a good oh they're always good over there yeah they really are so um i i i don't know that it's this was always, not the case here i, I i've yes. seen what you're talking about yes i almost prefer that 
because I, I always feel like they're making my food a little, they, they got a little pride in what they're doing and, you know, and maybe I'm wrong, you know, maybe they've got the same values that we do at this point, but, um, I just always feel like they're, they're trying to give me a, a good experience because they, they remember what customer service means. Whereas our, we've got generations in this country. If they knew English. That, that think they're, <laughs> that think they're total victims yes. at work and that every customer is just an abusive, you know, jerk. Yeah. Let me let me add something that's related, but not exactly related. So there was a letter sent to the Biden administration and both sets of leaders in Congress, both House and Senate, by several Democrat governors uh, recently. I think it was like seven of them, but it was Gavin Newsom, it was Katie Hobbs, Arizona, Michelle Lujan Grisham and some sounds of the, like a, a, a different kind of squad. Some of the big city uh, governors, Pritzker, Illinois, New York's Governor Hochul, uh, Massachusetts, forget the name, but uh, all of them were basically asking for federal dollars to deal with the illegal immigration situation. Now, we talked earlier in the show about some of the footage coming out of Logan Airport, where they're storing people, Boston, where they've got Oh, Detroit Airport. Atlanta. They've literally got large portions of Detroit Airport curtained off to where customers at the airport are not allowed in, and they're literally housing illegal immigrants. We should be asking the the same thing about Albuquerque. My question is: Are is this kind of thing happening in New Mexico? And if not, why? Like, certainly there are immigrants, legal or otherwise, working in fact. I think a lot of them are being hidden from us. Is what I think. Okay, I I can. I could totally gather that that may be a possibility. Denver's another place. I just don't see the, the problems that you see in some of those other places. I'm not seeing now. Why would they hide them? Why would they hide them relative to other places where it's kind of international and national news? I find it to be an interesting situation. Or and why is our governor looking for money from Washington to deal with this problem? Is she just doing it because the others are doing it? Because they. She- Want all the border states to be unified? Paul, she has a history of getting money from Washington. If you look, the whole reason the mask mandates were here for so long, and I told people this, and and everybody was like, no, no, no. And I'm like, I'm not crazy. It was tied to money. Um, And as soon as the money ran out on those mask mandates, so did the mask mandates in New Mexico. So did a lot of the COVID policies. They all surrounded around those federal emergency dollars that she thought she could spend any way she chose and she actually learned from one of her own party uh, you know what was once uh, at one time I think a colleague um, you know he 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 started a fight with her that uh, got him out of the legislature which was probably a good thing for 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 most of us because you know he's not great on a lot of policy but he asked the question right, right. do you have the right to spend this money but my honest question is if they are hiding them where and why why would they hide them here and not in other yeah. blue states well, guys, <clears throat> I hate to end it there, but we're at the end of the show. No way. Yeah, oh we are. Hey, so, hey, I want to uh, ask you guys, people that are watching on the social media, like, follow, subscribe, share, all the stuff that you can do on there, because that helps us get the word out. That helps us get more visibility on social media if you do those things for me. Cause, so please just do that right now. Just click on that like, subscribe, or follow. Click on all of those things. If okay? you like, I'll stop breathing. Yes, yeah. 
Well, well I'd rather you not stop breathing. Well, you know, um, just as long as you like it. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm sorry I got a caller, but you're too late. We're literally down to 60 seconds of the show. You'll have to call in next week. So <clears throat> follow, like, share, subscribe. Send your questions and comments to Becca at freedomspeaknm.com. Check out our website, freedomspeaknm.com, where you can listen to replays of this show and the doctor show. Actually, I'm posting him on there, too. You can download the podcast from SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and Apple iTunes. And I want to just say... Freedom is essential to everyone. Liberty and freedom are rights, not privileges. Divided, we're weak. Together, we're strong. It's time for us all to stand up, open our eyes, reject division, tell those communists to go take a hike, and 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 the, and the people pushing the woke agenda and hate, just say no. Hell no. We won't comply. Resistance is not futile. We are the resistance. <laughs> ¶¶